Louis, you're quiet. Yes. Yeah, hi. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm dead. Oh, he's dead. I'm not exhausted because it's the middle of the day that we're recording. So that's yes, nice. I had coffee earlier, so. So did I. <laughs> Amazing. Yay. Okay, are we ready to get started? I don't know. You well, told me to do the intro. Hello, cinephiles, and welcome to Silver Screen Sips, a podcast where three idiot friends talk about movies. And today, with our good friend Ellis the Island, we say, who has the best Voldemort laugh? Bethany? Oh, me? Okay. <laughs> I was hoping it wouldn't be me. No. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> all right, all right, Lou. No, no, it's Ellis's turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so short. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit speedy. Speedy. Okay, now All it's right. my turn. Um. <laughs> nah, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that bad. That was pretty good. Isaiah. <laughs> oh, he that really. All the air in your lungs. <laughs> Isaiah, that came out from like your <laughs> diaphragm. I heard it. <laughs> oh my god anyways welcome to our podcast it's chaos today i'm, yeah, I'm all for it for some reason we're weirder in the during the day than at night yeah um, we are recording this very earlier than usual i think it's the delirium of the fact that we woke up early <laughs> yeah probably I mean, i'm fresh off of coffee so i got a lot of caffeine in my system which i think isn't helping the situation i was when you when i hear beth on coffee i think of the squirrel from over the hedge <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you're not wrong honestly <laughs> um anyways welcome guys to today's episode it is our which one are we talking about part two deathly hallows part two yes oh my god we're on the end holy shit yeah. that was quick it all ends it all ends today that was so fast guys there's gonna be spoilers ahead so just be warned there and, are no spoilers um, at this point because Harry Potter has been out for over 10 years. Um, but we also could talk about other movies or shows, too, that they've seen that or they haven't seen, actually, in this regard. But um, if we do, they have failed as people. Um, it's actually been out for 11 years. Exactly. All right, guys, so today we'll know. be spoiling the cursed child. All right. <laughs> Darth Vader is the father. <laughs> uh, I still think it was hilarious when I pulled out the DVD um to watch part two it still had not only the walmart sticker on it but a sticker that said uh uh, obtain your virtual copy for streaming at any time expires november 11th 2013 a whole relic what a what a treasure (laughs) i miss the days of dvd behind the scenes feature special features i have so many dvds i have the original star wars trilogy i'm giving that to you right lewis yes Yes, I have the original. It's such a cool case. You're going to love it. Um, It has bonus material DVD, a whole DVD of just bonus material. So I'm going to frame it. Yes. Honestly, the art is really sick on it. Louis, you said you have three drinks today. Is that correct? I haven't actually mentioned that in the podcast. Yes, but I did. I did. I just read your mind. That's all. Yeah, you did. Uh, I actually have three drinks to end the harry potter series today wow we're spoiled um actually it's to go with the theme of the fact that it is the deathly hallows the uh sorcerer's stone the elder wand and the cloak of invisibility um and the third of these cocktails is actually called the deathly hallows cocktail um but first we're going to talk about the one that takes the longest because it's ogden's old fire whiskey Ooh, um, fire, uh, fire was actually originally mentioned in chamber of secrets um, but it returns in uh, Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that episode. The way we're going to prepare our fire whiskey, right? We're going to take some Jim Beam bourbon. Yes, Jimmy. Uh, fun fact, oh, I, cannot, I cannot even smell Jim Beam honey because I will have a bad reaction. Uh, I've had a bad night. Anyway. Oh, is that your, that's your drink? That's, the, that's your poison drink. Got it. Yeah. Um, mine's Malibu coconut rum. Same! I will explain the story off the podcast. Anyway. Um, anyway. Patreon uh, episode. <laughs> Patreon episode, right? Anyway, so your prep time is actually only going to be about 15 minutes, but for you, 
this to come out how it's supposed to, you're going to actually store this for 12 days. What? So, okay. How, so do you, gonna, how do you prep for that? Sorry. I'll, I'll hold my questions till the end. Um, you could actually use any kind of whiskey base, but someone loves, for some reason, they chose Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. You're going to take a clean jar, pour in about half the bottle of a 750 milliliter bottle of whiskey, so your standard size. You're going to add six sticks of cinnamon and one third a cup of raw sugar. Close your jar that and gently. So much. Huh? That's so much sugar. Yeah. You're going to close the jar and gently shake to mix in the sugar. You're going to put the jar in a cool, dark place for one week. Okay. After one week, you're going to um, open the jar, taste how it, you know, taste your infusion. And then you're going to add six to eight Bing cherries and reseal the jar. Mm-hmm. You're either going to and then you can uh, you're going to put the jar back in a cool, dark place for about another week, 10 days. So this could be anywhere between 14 and 17 days to actually make this. Uh, you're going to bring the jar out, retaste, remove the cinnamon and cherries, and then you're going to enjoy your Ogden's Old Fire Whiskey, either neat or you're going to add it to your favorite whiskey cocktail. Mm, okay. And if you want to make it just like not store it for like 12 fucking days, you could just do the steps I said, but without storing it um, for best results, of course, store it. Five cocktails, the five cocktails to make with Ogden's old fire whiskey, a smoke and cinnamon old fashioned. Mm. You make an old fashioned, but you smoke it. Oh, smoked old fashions are so good. Yeah, I make them at work. It's fun. I like to show off with them too. Uh, mm. Your next option, a cherry bomb bourbon whiskey. Mm. There's a different These recipe are all for that. My alley. A cinnamon maple whiskey sour. <sighs> These all sorry, right, calm down there. I don't oh, know sorry. who made that noise. Ooh. Sorry, that, that was me. Sorry, that's over there. Yeah, like I, I thought I was the alcoholic, but that just okay. She's trying to take the mantle. Yeah, because um, I have the biggest wand. Oh boy! <laughs> all right, Ellis. Wow. Okay. Uh, last episode can attest. It's true. Proven and true. Yeah. Not, yeah. Anyway. Oh your boy. Mom, your oh mom boy. knows Isaiah. Yeah, indeed. God damn it. So I'll measure one. Sorry, The fourth option is Fireball Sangria. Um, uh, I don't know about that one, but continue. <laughs> I, I, I like your enthusiasm. And finally, our last one is called Cherry Tree Fireball. Cherry Tree, you said? Yes. Mm, so what okay. you're going to do is you're going to substitute uh, Fireball for the uh, Jim Beam. Okay. So, that's a lot of drinks. Are, are, we su- drinks. are we supposed to rate all of them or should no, 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 we just no, no. say we're, which we're ones we're just talking we like? about Ogden's old fire whiskey. Okay. Like what does it sound like? What does it sound appealing? So on. Um you can make any combination of whiskey drinks with this. It's just uh, those okay. recommendations that were at the bottom of the list. Gotcha. Um and apparently the muggle who came up with this recipe, her name is Valerie. Thank you, Valerie. Fucking genius of a woman. Yes. I'm assuming she's a woman. Yes. Um, I think see, it sounds really good. However, I don't know if I could like, let's say today I am in the mood for that drink, but now I have to wait 17 days to drink it. And what if I'm not in the mood by then to drink that drink? That's the only issue I'm having with this. So I think I give it a four out of five just because it's like, I feel like the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're an impatient alcoholic. No, that's a different subject. Um, <laughs> the practicality that sort of of it is not it's not very high up there for me so I, I'm going to say a 4 out of 5 okay. I'm going to make this actually and, and bring it to your house um, I would love to see that and we'll all try it out okay. Alice you'll join us too my uh, welcoming party for the apartment yeah basically um, indeed okay. Isaiah um, I really I call it it's, it's cinnamon and then cherries like it's kind of contrasting for me. I don't know how I feel That's about it. That's the point. That's the point. Yes. I forget that um, alcohol is not meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be consumed. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> alcohol is meant to be enjoyed, but the, the, the contrast in flavors is the point. Um, I'd give it 3.5 out of 5. I would like to try it, but I don't know how I feel about it because I don't like contrasting uh, things. But I, would like like I would like to experience it. That's <laughs> what I like to do. I like to experience this one. What are you going to like take a sniff and be like, hmm, yes. You know what? I would like to. You know what? I would like to try the. I would actually like try to make it. I want to spend like that whole week. I want to spend seventeen Great. days. Yeah. You can that. make it, and then I'll drink it. There. You- <laughs> Perfect. So, 
the the think of it this way like the when you take a margarita and rather than putting a salt rim you put a sugar rim you have a sweet versus sour flavor that you get when you drink it that's that's the yeah. idea you kind of get here that's what i'm that's why there's a contrast it's funny is i'll probably end up liking it <laughs> yeah you'll probably love this actually um ellis i i okay i love whiskey i love that they named jim beam specifically i also happen to be like the kind of wannabe cottage core, like I, you know, <laughs> a writer in eighteen twelve in in the woods who's just like brewing whiskey and prison wine for fun as they, you know, prison wine by candlelight at, at three in the morning. So like, I make my own cold brew. I make my own simple syrup. So this is very much up my alley. Five out of five. Wow. I would even probably experiment with putting some star anise in there or something. So wow, fancy! Ellis, can I come over? Yes, I want made. I want hand, hand, homemade simple syrup. Oh, I for just sure. Want to hold hands? <laughs> no. And you'll no. be nice and cold with my um, jet plane yes. AC. It's so yes. hot in my house. Afraid, please. I'm a lizard. I need. Uh, I, I need warm, humid air. Uh, Alice, what is your final rating? Final rating? I, I'm just so intrigued by all of it. I'm just going to do five out of five. That's a good rating. I would do I it if it wasn't so um, time consuming. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> we are different people. It's a delayed gratification thing. Um, I'm just, I just, I'm forever. My mind is always changing. So I cannot say I would be in the mood for it in 17 days. I, 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 I can't. That's fair. That's why you make it when you're not in the mood. So when you're in the mood, it's like, oh my gosh, look what I have in my cupboard. That's, you know, in your cupboard. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What What's wrong with the cupboard? Where do you put your whiskey? On my shelf so I can look at it in awe every day. Oh, I can look <laughs> yeah. at it so I can gaze at it every day. No, I'm not an alcoholic, no. <laughs> it's above my bed. Um, <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my final rating. I'm actually going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 only because Jim Beam was the choice of bourbon. Yeah. The recipe. I don't like Jim Beam. No, no, no. That that's what I'm saying. I don't like Jim Beam yeah. either. So it's getting a, a half star or less for me. Oh. Yeah. Um, I found I, I found out that Ellis loves Jim Beam. The first day we like hung out was at it was at the bar and she loved it. And I was like, let me introduce you to Larceny. <laughs> Larceny is fantastic, however, much more expensive per ounce. It is. But that that's why better. it's better. Yes. Um, I would replace it with. Um... Larceny, please sponsor us. <laughs> oh, what a dream. Right? Oh my God. I'd be so happy. I would replace it with. I actually have three that I would replace. I would use Larceny. Um, I would use Four Roses. Ooh. Or I would use. What's the other one I had really? Actually, the... you know what? I'm going to use Elijah Craig. Mm. Make it strong. Hell yeah. Make it, make it strong. <laughs> No, that shit's at sixty percent alcohol. So, Jesus, yeah, that's that's the good stuff. <laughs> you want to get liquored up tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Um, okay, moving on. To our next... What was yours again? Three and a half. I gave it three and a half. Yeah. Okay, three, right, and, three and a half. half. I love to have the experience. How about that? <laughs> three and a half. No, it four, would, it, four and a half and five. Yeah. So more than likely, it would probably go up. That's the that's what the answer is. <laughs> That's fair. I do apologize. I'm eating. Um, are you eating? My mom brought me a sandwich and Aww. um, thanks, garlic, mom. Garlic butter toast. Ooh, that sounds good. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, all right, next cocktail. It is known as Voldemort's Dark Serum. Mm. It is one of the spookiest of Halloween cocktails, but one of the simplest. This is also made by uh, a young lady named Tegan Gerard. Thanks, Tegan. Thanks, Tegan. Oh, Tegan. I heard Higgin. I'm so sorry. No, Higgin. Higgin. <laughs> Higgin. Your name's now Tegan Hagen. Tegan Hagen Hurt. Um, 100% inspired by the Harry Potter series, this drink is dangerously delicious and up, definitely up to no good. It's a simple mix of pomegranate juice, tequila, jambord, nope. raspberry liqueur, lemon, Ooh, and warming good. sage. Oh, that yeah. sounds so good. You lost me at tequila. Bethany, yeah, no one asked your opinion right now. So, oh. <laughs> shake and pour over ice. I don't like tequila either. I understand. Um, gently shake and pour over ice. Each drink is topped off with bubbly ginger beer and smoking sage for a sweet and smoky finish. It's both eerie and warming, perfect for the cool nights ahead. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get down to the recipe. A lot of random shit typed in here. Can I talk now? now. Yeah, (laughs) I I was about to speak. No, it's okay. I I was gonna point out that this is a safe space. It is a safe space. (laughs) 
we're not safe. Nobody's safe here. Um, there are no safe spaces. Um, so our ingredients yeah. are going to include one quarter cup of pomegranate juice, mm. one and a half to two ounces of silver tequila or mezcal, okay. half an ounce of chambord or raspberry, one dash of orange bitters, juice from half a lemon. So it's probably about a half ounce lemon juice. Um, and one to two teaspoons of pure maple syrup. You use this taste. Of course, it's choice. Two fresh sage leaves, plus more for serving, and ginger beer to top it off. Um, you're going to garnish with fresh sage, and then you're going to light that on fire if you like smoky fat. Exactly. You're going to mix, you're going to combine everything in a cocktail shaker with ice, bake to combine it, strain it into a glass filled with fresh ice, top with ginger beer, garnish with sage. Okay. So the, the main ingredient of this is tequila, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's very flavorful, and the pomegranate juice and the uh, Steinboard. You're not really going to notice it. I was going to say, the silence is deafening. I don't know. The only silver tequila I've ever had is Patron, and I can't stand Patron. Yikes. We don't really take your opinion on a lot of things, Isaiah. I don't like anything, but... Wow. <laughs> All right, what, is, what am I even here for? <laughs> Tax. <laughs> now, if you guys, if our listeners will notice... Earlier in the Discord from our last episode, I had shared a Darth Eater, Death Eater Negroni. It looks very similar to this um, because they use the same glasses, but it's actually a slightly, it's obviously a different mix of liquors. And in the Death Eater Negroni, they're using um, like raspberry leaves rather than sage. And there's no orange peel in our Mort Dark Serum. I don't know how I'm feeling about this one. I think it's not as high as the whiskey, that's for sure. Sure, sure. That's fair. I'll uh, give it like our, a three and a half. Three and a half. What about a. Uh, Isaiah. It's going to be a two because I just can't stand Patron. <laughs> I feel like it overpowers everything. Oh, wait, wait. You said, said there's sage in it too? Or like, uh-huh. That's just like a garnish though, isn't it? You drop a sage leaf in it to mix, kind of like you would with a mojito and mint, but yeah, that's the garnish. Mm. I don't know. The Patron's really putting me off. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stick with I'm gonna stick not with Patron. Two. It's just silver oh. tequila. In general. It's it's your I'm like, what, what, what other silver tequila. tequila is there? Several others. <laughs> Can you give me five? Give me two. Avion, Dunazul. He's never heard of those. I've had a, a Avion, but I've never tried. I mean, I've, I've seen Avion, but I've never tried it. Avion, Lunazul. I'm pretty sure Eridura has a cellar tequila. I'm pretty sure Casamigos has a cellar tequila. I don't know. I don't know. There's um, a lot of like tequila is actually a very broad um, category. Category, yeah. There's, there's a lot true, of cellar tequilas. True. There's Anejos. There's Mezcal. There's Blanco. There's Bosal. Fourth. I will give it a three. And we'll hope that if I ever do try it, I will try it with a different variety of tequilas and see which one's best. How about that? There you go. Taste I test. I will figure out Taste which test. tequila will actually be good for this. And then we'll go. There you go. Go. <laughs> um, Alice, what's your rating? 4.5. Oh. She's a tequila girl. She's starting right off. I do enjoy tequila. Um, part, part of the 0.5 is because you guys seem to be like saying that it, the Patron might be overpowering. Which and plus, I was initially skeptical because I feel like the mix of first of all, I love pomegranate juice. Anything to do with pomegranate juice, the sweetness of that, the raspberry, but then putting some orange and lemon in there, I, I just oh, I think that would be so interesting. And then sage and ginger, I just have a good feeling about all those little biddly bobs mixing together. So <laughs> I, yeah, or biddly bob. I love the biddly bobs. Indeed, indeed, I'm inspired by Ellis's. Um... Optimism, optimism, and you know the fact that she's also known the intricacies of mixers. So I will also give it a four point five, even hey. though I don't like tequila. Not even that I don't like tequila. That's not even that I don't like tequila. It's tequila doesn't like me. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. It's because I try to. It's because I make the mistake of trying to drink tequila the same way I drink whiskey, oh, and no. it bites me in the ass. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Lewis, no. Why? How could you have done this to yourself? Also, I think I would fight someone if I drank enough. So. <laughs> That's me with Hennessy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I am a d- completely different person with it. Brings out the warm side of Bethany. Brings out the alpha in me. Uh, okay. Our final drink, the Deathly Hallows cocktail. It's the longest segment I've had in a while. I know. Um, our Deathly Hallows cocktail comes in a cool glass. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Quick go. Ooh. Let's see. Cool, right? Ooh, I like it. This, this looks one like also, the same person. Yes, this was also made by Tegan. Wow, Tegan, really know how to how to put on a show. Yeah, this is really be this is really nice. Look at the little elements in the background, the little glass and the pumpkin and the candles. 
Love it. This drink is different from any others I've created. It's a mix of some of my autumn favorites. A splash of cranberry juice, a little tequila, a dash of orange liqueur, lemon juice for warmth, maple for sweetness, and topped off with ginger beer. So similar to our um, our previous one, our Voldemort Stark Serum. Um, this is sweet, smoky, and all things cozy, but also gives off the spookiest of Halloween vibes. To give the drink a little smokiness, I finished each drink off a sprig of fresh thyme that I then lit on fire. It's mostly just fun for presentation, but it does infuse a drink with hints of fresh thyme. Thyme, however you want to pronounce that, I don't know. Which I love paired with the cranberry. Also, if you aren't into cranberry flavors, pomegranate or blackberry juice would also mm-hmm. be both great to replace it. There's your pomegranate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alice is um, like, yes, <laughs> give me more. <laughs> so our ingredients here will have the one and a half to two ounces of silver tequila or mezcal. Mm-hmm. We'll have two and a half ounces of cranberry or pomegranate juice or blackberry juice. Uh, half an ounce of orange liqueur, half an ounce of lemon juice, tablespoon of real maple syrup, ginger beer to top it off, and then fresh mm-hmm. thyme that you light on fire for garnish. Thyme? Thyme, thyme, I don't, yeah. Okay. He does, he could care less. <laughs> yeah, I pronounce things strangely sometimes, so I'm not really concerned. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I before, mix everything, shake it, strain. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's this one called again? The Deathly Hallows Cocktail. Oh, wow. Straight up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very, very creative. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all of it inside. Right. All right. Who wants to go first? Ellis. Okay. No, I don't want to jump at once, you know? Man, it's um, like a dead room today. It's well, it's because early. <laughs> it's I, one it's o'clock. I say, yeah. o'clock the, well, it's a Saturday. Um, I, I was, was up at 9 a.m. recipe again. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you. I was up at 8. Good. Even bigger congratulations. Fuck you, Beth. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. We're wow. adults. Aggressive. They're just upset because they're not adults. Oh, Alice just said, fuck you, Beth. And that was just very aggressive. Anyway, Alice, I please. I could have comba- combated that with something, but I'll it keep it PG. Only full of love, Don't as, as you well know. Oh, full of love. So. We have different meanings of love. <laughs> oh, we have, different love. we have different love languages. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when you insult my intelligence at work, you know, I, I know it's only coming from a place of the heart. <laughs> yeah, I just insult. <laughs> I just insult your intelligence. Yeah, my girlfriend calls me stupid head. So I mean, hey. And I say she's weak. That's about it. Ah. That that too. So, you know, that's how you know the friendship's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give this recipe a three point eight mostly because i don't like time it's very well in both literally and and metaphysically um physically <laughs> cranberry pomegranate love it it's very similar to the previous um recipe with the orange core and lemon juice and the maple syrup like maple syrup and ginger beer great but with a dark berry juice oh love it amazing however don't love time and for whatever reason, um, just the ratios and um, the, the cranberry or pomegranate, like to me, they're different, but I'm also picky about my dark berry uh, juices. So I just feel like this one isn't as refined. So 3.8. That's fair. Um, I will add that the time and this one is not the same as the sage in the previous one. So it's, and this is purely a garnish. You don't add it into the drink when you shake. Yeah, but. Then, then it's just you know a stripped down version of the previous drink, which yeah, I feel like is slightly less impressive. Hmm. Damn, you're hearing it here for real, folks. No yeah. cover up. She tells the truth, and nothing but the truth. You know, Keegan, you had Ellis in the first half. You lost her in the second. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany, Keegan, um, step up your game. Um, I think I'm gonna give this one also a three and a half, just because. Again, it has tequila in it, so I'm kind of not a big tequila person. Um, however, I do like ginger beer. However, however, a tablespoon a blech, a tablespoon of maple syrup just I feel like the density of that it's not going to mix very well, and I feel like it's just going to like con- conge- congeagulate. No, what the fuck is the word? Congeal. 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 <laughs> uh, I think I mixed two different words there. It, oh man, that that homeschooling is really showing. Coagulate. <laughs> you mix congeal with coagulate. Coagulate. Yeah. I mix the two. Thank you. Just like the blood. See, they understand my head better than I do. Um. Yeah, I just feel like it'll just be at the bottom of the glass and just not that good. So actually, you know, what? I'm gonna go even lower. I'm gonna go a three out of five. Damn. Yeah. Oh, something to add about maple syrup. 
um, because I have to use a cinnamon pecan syrup in my smoked old fashioned work. Um, in those cases, you either shake or stir, and it actually does make well shaken, not stirred. Yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. I think in this instance, you'd either like stir the maple syrup a little bit before you shake it, or you would shake it very vigorously to kind of make sure it doesn't just congeal at the bottom of the glass. But the last thing you want is for your drink to kind of separate and kind of lose the whole purpose of creating the drink in the first place. I also just have the experience of having to fucking stir. We're supposed to stir our smoked old fashions 20 times. I never do. But... Oh, you're one of those places. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's corporate, you know? So yeah, Well, I just very potions class. 10 yeah, times yeah. this way, seven times the other way around. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this like a three out of five as well, because, I mean, I, I am very interested in what lemon juice, orange, pomegranate, and maple syrup tastes like together. However, I don't think I'm going to like that because <laughs> it just seems mm. like such a random assortment of flavors that I don't know how that's going to go well together. Like a tequila kind of. Mm. I'm talking about the mixes of juice and citrus and syrup or whatever, but the tequila sunrise is orange juice and grenadine and obviously a little bit of sour mix. I am torn between a 3.5 or a 4 simply for the sake of creativity, but also the, uh, well, yeah, for my distaste for tequila. Uh, <laughs> all of us hate tequila. This is a tequila hating podcast. Sorry, Alice. <laughs> I thought Ellis liked the kill. Yeah, I know. I said this. Sorry, Ellis. Yeah, everybody's ganging up on me. It's fine. I mean, that's usually how it is. Yeah, it's just like yeah, we, we pick the weakest of the bunch and then we just go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, and that concludes today's Big Lose Big Bruise segment. Um, also, if you'd like to follow my Instagram, Big Lose Big Bruise, I will be occasionally posting on that every now and then. Links in the link tree and description. Yes. Um, you'll find that either I'll make cocktails from work, which I won't include the recipe, or create a few cocktails and give a backstory as to where they came from because I like liquor like that. (laughs) That that would be a great um, bio tagline for Big Lou's Big Brews is what I can't even remember what you just said. I like liquor like like that. that. Yes. I like liquor like that. My tagline is actually my tagline is actually just your local alcoholic. (laughs) That's that's also good. That works too, you know. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, I uh, the first post I made was on a Tom Tom. I think it's called Tina. I don't remember what the female version is. It's Tom Collins and the other version. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I'm, sure I'm gonna look it up right now because it's on my phone. Um, but yeah, we're moving on to best. Oh yeah, I have a thing. question of the day. <laughs> so okay, hold on. I need a sip of my drink. It's water. Calm down. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> So it's it's clear we all know it's tequila. There we go. I found my tagline. It's just your local alcoholic honing his craft, and it's the Tom and Bell call it Bell no. like Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Ugh. All right, I'm awake. Let's go. So obviously, the last few have been um, quizzes, kind of, if that's what you want to call it, um, to find out things about your characters in the Wizarding world. So this is the most important one of them all. Uh, I've been leading up to this. We're going to find out what everyone's houses are. Now, you probably all know your houses at this point. However, people change. So your answers might be changed or um, the hat might decide something else for you. Anyways, so who wants to go first? Do you like to guess my house before you try to? Yes, I will. I'm going to guess everyone's houses before I do it. Okay, what is mine? So Lewis is going to be Gryffindor is my guess. What do you guys think? I, I agree. A Gryffindor. Alice? It's like a mix I, between that and a Hufflepuff, but that's insulting. So I'm going to say. Wow. I've never quite, you know, I've never met Lewis in person. I'm going to be a wild card and say Ravenclaw. Wow. Okay. And I'm going to tell all three of you that you're wrong, but you're about to find out. So it's, it's Slytherin. <laughs> He's a Slytherin, isn't he? Oh, my God. OK, so let's find out. Lewis, are you ready? Yes, I am. OK, choose what choose one of the two, the river or the forest. River. Okay. Again, this is on Pottermore.com for anyone. If you could choose any power, what would it be? The power to read minds, the power to change the past, the power of invisibility, power to speak to animals, power of superhuman strength, or the power to change your appearance at will. Change my appearance at will. Um, that water be hitting hard, don't it? Yes. You said appearance at will? Appearance at will. Interesting. Given the choice, would you rather invent a potion that would guarantee you glory, love, power, or wisdom. Wisdom. If you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Cat, toad, or an owl? I think we all know the answer to this one. Cat. Yes. <laughs> what kind of cat? Ginger cat, a white cat, Siamese cat, 
tabby cat or black cat? Uh, if it was an option, a blue Russian, but I'll go tabby. Tabby? <laughs> I thought I was going to say black cat because that's he has a black cat. I do have a black cat, but I uh, He's like, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's right behind me. Oh, she says anything bad. She'll yeah, yeah. Uh, get murdered. She's listening live on um, air. Pretty sure she just ate some crumbs off my plate. <laughs> Sounds right. OK, so there's four boxes placed in front of you. Which do you try to open the gleaming, <laughs> the gleaming jet black box with a silver lock and key marked with a mysterious rune that you know to be the mark of Merlin himself? That's the first box. The second box, a small pewter box. Unassuming and plain, with a scratched message upon it that reads, I open only for the worthy. Another one is a small tortoise shell box, whatever the fuck that is, embellished with gold inside which some small creature seems to be squeaking, or the ornate golden casket standing on clawed feet whose inscription warns that both secret knowledge and unbearable temptation lie within. We're going to go with the Merlin box. Okay. Which would you rather be? Liked, trusted, feared, envied, imitated, or praised? Feared. Huh? Feared. Feared. Wow. This is very slithering of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you and two friends need to cross a bridge. So me, Ellis, and and, and you, because fuck Isaiah. Um, wow. <laughs> Isaiah is really not getting a warm welcome today. Oh, you'll get you'll you'll find me this love a lot. Yeah, like I said, this is my love language. Uh, my way of showing, you know what I mean. Okay, affection. Anyways, we need to cross a bridge. Okay, guarded by a river troll who insists on fighting one of you before he will let all of you pass. Do you volunteer to fight? Do you attempt to confuse the troll into letting all three of you pass without fighting, or do you ooh, or do you suggest that all three of you fight? without telling the troll? Or do you suggest drawing lots to decide which of you will fight? I'm going to try and confuse the troll. Okay. Good luck with that. Left or right? This is a D&D &D campaign. <laughs> right. Okay. The sorting hat is ready to make its decision. Let's see who is right. So I said Gryffindor. Isaiah, you said Gryffindor. And then Ella said Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. And Lewis said we're all wrong. Yeah, Let's I see. said I well, my original thing was a uh, oh, you motherfucker you are a slytherin yep Ooh. wow i was close-ish that's surprising because i wouldn't expect you to be slytherin yeah, I know. no more trusting blue sorry well i <laughs> i somehow as much as i hate slytherins i get along with them best sure. nah. shut up <laughs> <laughs> all right Who's next? Beth, I could do yours next, but um, you're on wizardingworld.com, right? I am. Okay, I can do yours next, but I I think I have a different starting question. Moon or stars, right? We what? That, 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 oh, yeah, that, that is, is a different question. question, yes. So you're on, but you are on wizardingworld.com, right? Yeah, it changes. Oh, it all right. Different questions. Mm -hmm. Unless anyone's opposed, Beth can go next. I'm curious. I'm opposed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. All right, moon or stars, pick one. Uh, stars. All right. The four boxes question. Let's see. Gleaming jet black box with a silver locking key marked with a mysterious rune that you know to be the mark of Merlin. Mm-hmm. A small pewter box, unassuming and plain, with a scratched message upon it that reads, I only open for the worthy. A tortoise shell box. That one? Oh, wow, okay. A scratched one. Which of the following would you most like to study? people, centaurs, werewolves, vampires, goblins, trolls, or ghosts? Ghosts. For sure. For sure. Why for sure? I love go I love paranormal everything. So okay. definitely ghosts. Which of the following do you find most difficult to deal with? Loneliness, boredom, hunger, being ignored, cold. <laughs> being ignored, for sure. I got cold in the end of that. Yeah, I'm never cold. All right, next question. One of your housemates has cheated in a Hogwarts exam by using a <gasps> self-spelling quill. Lewis. <laughs> a Slytherin. <laughs> now wow, he guys. has turned to the clock. <laughs> Now he has come to the top of his, uh, his class in charms, beating you into second place. Professor Flitwick is suspicious of what happened. He draws you aside after a lesson and asks whether or not your classmate used a forbidden quill. What do you do? Um, these are quite long um, answers. 
Just shorten them. Summarize. Summarize. I gotta read it first. Holy cow. Whatever one says snitch. (laughs) Whatever one says snitch. Now, one of them is tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. The next one is um, you wouldn't even wait for him to ask you. It would be you would go and snitch immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Lie and tell him to ask the classmate yourself. So is it snitch Mm -hmm. when he asks you or snitch immediately? Snitch when he asks me. Okay. I'm not confrontational. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. How would you like to be known to history as the Mm -hmm. great? Like the great Bethany, the wise Beth. Uh, the bold Beth. That's cute. The good Beth. <laughs> the good Beth. The good Beth. Like a puppy. <laughs> Pretty cute. Um, if you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Cats, toads, or owls? Even though birds scare me, I freaking love owls, so I'll do an owl. Okay. Um, a barn owl, a tawny owl. These are so cute. A snowy owl, a screech owl, and a brown owl. Oh my goodness, they show you pictures and they're so cute. Barn owl, tawny owl, owl, screech owl, and brown owl. Um, probably a. T- Ooh, screech owl's got those ear things, right? Yes, they do. Okay, do that one. The ear things. I like the ear ones. Pick a direction, left or right. Left. Okay, are you ready? Whoa! What do you guys think I am? We'll start with that before we know the answer. Uh, it's probably gonna be Gryffindor, but I want to say Hufflepuff just to make you mad. <laughs> okay. Think Ravenclaw. Well, Even I know that's correct. never happening. Wait, what? It's Ravenclaw. Oh, Ravenclaw? No. No, I am not. That's exactly no. what it got. Right along with Gilderoy Lockhart and Luna Lovegood. No. I'm a Gryffindor. Exactly what what it says. What the fuck? Am I smart now? Oh my god. What what does it say here? Wit, learning, and wisdom. I thought it was... Okay. I thought it was dumb. I thought (laughs) it was dumb. I thought it was a whole school. And I was like... I thought I was a brave homie. I thought you were brawn over brain. Wow. Me too. There's nothing going on in that head of hers. She's a puppy. Okay. No thoughts head empty. I'm uh I'm a little disappointed little on that one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping. Oh, Ravenclaw's like ugh. I don't even like Luna Lovegood. I'm sorry. I don't. The best character in the whole series. What the fuck? But that's okay. Okay. Who's I'm next? <laughs> I'm sad now. Wow. Um, I guess I can go next, and then we'll have Alice okay. go. All right. The I think Isaiah. It's tough because I I want to say you're a Gryffindor, but at the same time, you also give me Ravenclaw vibes, and I want you to be in Ravenclaw, so I'm not alone. So I'm gonna say Ravenclaw. He's a Hufflepuff. You know, I was thinking that too. He's a little bit of like everything. I feel like he also gives me some Slytherin vibes. Yeah, you like Harry Potter. You got just a little bit of each. The Hufflepuff. For sure. What do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with Ravenclaw too. Okay, two Ravenclaws, one Huffle. What do you think you are? Well, um, don't don't tell me. Okay, moon moon or stars? Moon. Moon. All right. Which moon. pet do you take with you to Hogwarts? Cat, toad, owl. Cat. Okay. Ginger cat, white cat, Siamese cat, tabby, or a black cat? Siamese. Siamese. Typical Ravenclaw. <laughs> um. <laughs> which of the following do you find most difficult to deal with? Loneliness, boredom, hunger, being ignored. Or cold. I think Ellis will be cold. (laughs) I'm not afraid of it. It's just unpleasant. (laughs) Okay, what would you like to be known for in history? Oh, to history. Sorry. Isaiah the Great, Isaiah the Wise, Isaiah the Bold, or Isaiah the Good. The Wise. See, that's a Ravenclaw. Okay. Late at night, you're walking alone down the street. You hear a peculiar cry that you believe to have a magical source. What do you do? Do you draw your wand and stand your ground? Do you wait in the shadows um, and like analyze the... And Sorry, I'm trying to summarize this. Analyze the environment to review the most appropriate defense and offensive spells. Do you draw your wand and try to discover the source of the noise? Or do you proceed with caution, keeping one hand on your wand and an eye out for any disturbance? Last one. Okay. Okay. You got the box one. Do you know your answer for that? So I don't have to go through the box. Great. <laughs> 
Which of the following would you most likely study? Uh, merpeople, centaurs, werewolves, vampires, goblins, trolls, or ghosts? Vampires, probably. Vampires? Yeah. Okay. Heads or tails? Heads. All right. Let's see who's right. Isaiah, you are... Oh, you're Slytherin. I am. Oh, you're with right, Lewis. <laughs> Damn, this is a, a slithery, spooky, intelligent, cunning group we've got going on here. Apparently. I did not think that. We're all sneaky all right. snakes. Sneaky little slithery, sneaky snake. <laughs> all right. So, Ellis, we saved the best for last. Uh-oh. What do we think she's going to be? Slytherin, because she's a lizard. <laughs> She is definitely going to be a Slytherin. I sure hope so, because if it becomes Hufflepuff, that would be hysterical. <laughs> I'm I, I want her to be. I just want someone with me. I, you guys are all going to be together, and I'm going to be alone. See, this is such a. <laughs> what if we can hang out in two different uh, common rooms? It would be cool. No, I would never. You don't come down to the dungeons all the time. I want to go to the nice airy library in Ravenclaw. Home. Senior prank is a switch. We're going to have a magical spell that switches both the <laughs> common rooms. <laughs> I'll just take Polyjuice Potion and go to Gryffindor. Don't worry. Oh, my goodness. See, that's a Ravenclaw thing to say. Oh okay. <laughs> You're right. All right. It is. All right. Let's do this thing. So, first question is dawn or dusk? Ooh, she's getting a whole new question. Dusk. Ooh. Very Slytherin. Uh, what are you looking most forward to learning at Hogwarts? Magical creatures, flying on a broomstick, apparition and dis disapparition, secrets about the castle, transfiguration, hexes and jinxes, or every area of magic that you can. Um, every area of magic that I can. Hmm, very Ravenclaw. Uh, if you were attending Hogwarts, what pet would you t- choose? I'm so tempted to say Toad. I but knew I think it. I'm going to say Owl because they might be a little more useful. Okay, that's fair. What kind of owl are we talking? Hmm. I forget what my options are. Um, Barn owl, tawny owl, snowy owl, screech owl, or a brown owl? Tawny owl. That was my second choice. Which of the following would you most hate people to call you? Ignorant, selfish, ordinary, or cowardly? Hmm. You coward. How do you feel about that? Nah. Ordinary. Selfish bitch. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Jesus. It's it's been said before. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Ordinary, I think. Okay. You ordinary person. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, you're you're breaking up with your ex and they just go, you're so ordinary, and then leave? Oh, I would think about that the rest of my life. I've done that before. It's very effective. Damn. (laughs) Oh, man. Very Slytherin. Ellis is just, she's not breaking her, she's destroying them. Can we be honest and just say, like, you know how people are like, oh, that's very Pisces of you. It's the same vibes of being like, oh, that's very Slytherin of you. Yeah. It's the same concept. Just you only get four instead of what? Twelve? Perhaps. Twelve signs for each month. I I don't know. There's twelve signs and there's rising and there's so many. (laughs) That's fair. Okay. What would you rather be liked, uh, trusted, feared, envied, imitated or praised? Trusted. Hmm. That is a good one. (laughs) Which road... Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Which road tempts you most? The twisted... The twisting, leaf-strewn path through the woods, the wide, sunny, grassy lane, the narrow, dark, lantern-lit alley, or the cobbled street lined with ancient buildings? Forest. There's always some good stuff in there. (laughs) Good weird stuff. Yes. Like the Whomping Willow Tree. Once every century, the flutterby bush produces flowers that adapt their scent to attract the unwary. If it lured you, what would it smell like? The sea? Oh, that's weird. This one says bourbon whiskey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Home, a crackling log fire, or fresh parchment? Mm, the sea. Okay. Under the sea. Heads or tails? Tails. Ooh. All right. It's time. Uh-oh. I forgot what I said she was. Oh, I wanted her to be Slytherin. I said she's Slytherin, yeah. But I want her to be a Ravenclaw. But I have a feeling you're Slytherin. Yes, you fucker. You're all <laughs> Slytherin. <laughs> very slithery episode. This is a very slimy episode. Incredibly slithery slimy. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Beth is just like dejected. <laughs> I'm really second guessing everything I've done in my life. 
Mm. Why does it have to be like this? All right. I guess we can go on to the next part of the episode. I don't even care anymore. Wow. (laughs) Zaya, what facts do you have? All right, let's get into some facts. Um, Okay, so um, Ron and Hermione, what do you call it? Obviously, they fell in love in the franchise. So (laughs) towards the end, you know, obviously they they became more than friends, you know? Uh, However, the actors dreaded the kiss because if uh, they both felt like they were kissing their brothers or sisters because they just grew up together and they felt it was really weird. So they... They could, so they couldn't really take. They never took it seriously, and they did it on the first take. They did it really fast just to get it over with, because they're like, "This is, I can't do it." Jeez, <laughs> um, I think I've seen the behind the scenes of that too, or I've heard them talk about it or something along those lines. She's been quoted saying that she didn't. She knew that she would have to be the one to make it happen because Rupert was not going to take. Was not like not going to take the lead and go for it. So she knew she was going to have to do everything. <laughs> Typical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> getting called um, out. Yeah, she said because it was like uh, it was the hardest thing she's ever had to do because it was like siblings, uh, and it felt very wrong on every level. <laughs> Rupert said he he thinks he blacked out. He doesn't. He just remembers her face getting really really close and then nothing. <laughs> wow, that's so. uh, I don't know if that's like an insult or what there because I I I would be insulted. <laughs> you'd be insulted. Yeah. Damn. Oh well. Uh, so wait, you'd be insulted <laughs> for my. So you'd be insulted if Emma Watson tried to get you. No, I mean blacking out the blacking out comment. You don't think you would black out if Emma Watson tried to get you? See, okay, so we're taking this in two different ways. I'm taking it as in he was trying not to think about it and trying to forget about it. But I see where the compliment comes in now. Okay, never mind. I withtract my statement. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's early. Danny Radcliffe stated that he had alcoholism stemmed from not knowing what to do next after the ending of Harry Potter. He also stated that he was not comfortable enough in who he was to remain sober. Towards the latter films, I think I mentioned it in uh, Half-Blood Prince and Order of the Phoenix, that he was heavily drinking most of this time. Um, mm-hmm. However, he has been sober since 2010, so good for him. Yay! Good for you. Or him. I don't <laughs> know why I think he's listening. <laughs> so um, on the final day of each of the characters filming, they were given a moment of applause. So they all got to stand up in there. They announced it was his final, their final scene, and they all got to a, a moment of applause. In celebration, Rupert brought an ice cream truck to hand out to the crew. Yeah, doesn't he like own an ice cream truck now? I believe so. I believe it was an ice cream truck like thing. That's so. pretty, that's pretty great. That sounds like a great day. When it was Emma's last, they all kind of ended in the same day because obviously all the, the trio was in the same. You know, they're all the same shots all the same time. So most of them were within the same day. But Emma got her castmates leather diaries, okay. and then Radcliffe gave his cast members personalized photos. So I guess see he, that's he, a little more meaningful. Yeah, I think oh. so. I think he went and like got actual like got a photo with every person. Cute, very cute. They're all very um, matching to their their characters' personalities yeah. in a way. Leather diaries, personalized photos, and an ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. The actors were allowed. So at the end of the filming, once the movies were all done, the actors were allowed to keep props. Um. Daniel got Harry's original glasses from the first movie because they apparently survived. <laughs> well, Emma got Hermione's cloak, wand, and time turner. That's cool. And Alan Rickman got to keep his wand. Oh wow. And Rupert got to keep his Deluminator. That's cool. oh, really. Yeah, he kept the Deluminator. That's cool. Hell yeah. Um, now Daniel Radcliffe used about eighty wands throughout the entirety of the series. Most of them were broken because he would use them as drums on his legs when he was bored. <laughs> so, um, and he would break one about uh every three to four weeks, and then he would go to the prop master, apologize, and the po- <laughs> and the prop master would just respond with, "Please stop drumming." <laughs> <laughs> like a child. I mean, I'm sure after so many times he would just sigh and hand him a new one, and like because every three weeks that's like down to a statistic. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's about ten wands per movie. So, <laughs> well, then they knew about how many how many to make. A yeah, he's probably, the prop master was like, "All right, I'm just gonna make like ten of them and just hope for the best." <laughs> um, so Rain Fines improvised his speech to the Hogwarts survivors. So when he's talking to everybody, you know when he when he does the infamous laugh. <laughs> In each take, he improvises a new one. Uh, he did that in order to keep uh, Voldemort's unpredictable behavior. So he wanted he's staying in character with that. Neat. It was also the first time that Matthew Lewis, who plays Neville, ever met Ray Fiennes. Really? That <laughs> yeah, so, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. when they meet in on uh, on screen, it was the first time they ever met in real life too. Oh, that's fun. 
Shooting days took 247. It took 247 shooting days to make Deathly Hollows Part 2, right? And so what they did to mark the beginning of each day, they showed up, they were recorded themselves, uh, one of the people holding up a placard, like a little cardboard placard that had uh, the date, like I said, uh, day one of 247. Um, And so each day they would pop that placard up and someone would hold it. On day 40, they blew it up with a prop explosion while filming the, uh, what do you call it? What was it? Uh, The cafe scene? Oh, in the... In um... In the first... In the first in the yeah, they, subway kind of area train yeah. station. Yeah. Yeah. So they blew, they blew, they blew up the placard. <laughs> oh my God. So they just stop after that? <laughs> no, no. They, well, I mean, they had others. There was a cardboard oh, one. Okay. It, it was a, it was a car. It was, they made a new one every day, I believe, because there was a, it was oh, like a, oh, oh, oh. it was like a big printed piece of paper on taped to a piece of cardboard. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes more sense. On the final two films, the prop department made 210,000 gold coins for the Gringotts vault. 210,000? Hundred ten thousand gold coins, and I then mean, they also made thirty-eight thousand material. I don't understand. It's probably rubber. Mm. Uh, they also had thirty-eight thousand rubberized treasure uh, pieces that were made for Lestrange's vault, including two thousand and fourteen Hufflepuff cups. <laughs> oh my! That scene yes. did look really good. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna say that a lot of those cups in that scene were not CGI, and they just threw a bunch of rubberized cups at them. And. Uh, yeah, that's all my facts. That that is the end of the facts for all. all that was a short list. It feels like it did feel like a short the others. List. Good facts. I feel like yes. because all the facts were kind of like overrunning of them, so like a lot of them are like a lot of the facts were like Deathly Hollows, both the movies because they were filming them back to back. I mean, the, mm. the shooting the shooting script was like five hundred pages, and they were like, "Yeah, we are not going to film this as one movie." <laughs> They're like, "We're done." Yeah. So a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the facts from the last movie also overlap with this one. So fair, fair. Still both but, yeah. all the same. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. As always. Well, it's that time of the time of the time of the episode. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. That's <laughs> okay. The last breakdown of the season. Or the, the great tier list. <laughs> yeah. Uh who wants to go first? Alice, you go first. You just watched the movies like about oh, an yeah. hour ago. <laughs> just fresh in your minds. That's true. Um my rating scale is five out of five, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give it a five out of five. Damn. Wow! Oh yeah, brother. <clears throat> so I, I was thinking idly, um, especially. It's funny you mentioned that Voldemort's speech was um, improvised because there were some moments where I was like, "Oh, it's so refreshing to actually like see good writing." And like the whole time, I was like, "Oh, this is just such a good film." I, I maybe it's just this year, maybe it's the aftermath of the pandemic. I don't know, but for some reason, there are times where I will watch certain moments in a film. And be like, oh, that is just so pretty, or that's so well done, or that was so well written, or so well delivered. And be like, you know, it's a lot harder to come by than I initially realized. Maybe I'm the only one who who thinks this, but it's it it seems to be rare to find so many good elements all in one film. And when it comes from a book, when it's not the source material, they not only had to adapt it, but put specific things in there and cater to an audience that had been around for decades plus the new audience and everything so not only in viewing it as a standalone film which you know great beautiful and all that jazz but with the context of the history of it and the finality of everything it meant to so many people i just thought it was really well executed and it was nice watching it again after years and years not only is it still a good film but um it stands up with my memory of being a youngin and um you know, watching the films as they came out and um, just the fact that I bought the DVDs in a one through six because the Deathly Hallows part one and two hadn't come out yet. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I don't know. It's its good. It's good on all counts. Nostalgia included. I think it, it does it all justice and it's enjoyable. So five out of five. Nice. Very good. Why, thank you. Well, thank you. Um, I'll also give it a five out of five for being one of my favorites. Hey. Uh, both both of them actually both parts are five out of five for me um honestly out of all the well i mean this is coming from like a book and movie perspective but uh out of all the books i think this was the most fitting end of the series before we don't talk about cursed child um <laughs> and uh it's nice to know, well yeah I, I agree with what ellis said it's nice to know that Voldemort kind of 
you know, did some improv there. Uh, but overall, the way they filmed some of the the scenes I had like, you know, imagined on my own when reading the books was was uh, excellent, in my opinion, especially uh, I want to say, actually, when they blow up the bridge, that was fucking cool. Um, very well executed. McGonagall summoning the the stone giants was also amazing. Um, I always want I mean, to McGonagall in this movie that. in general was great. That's yeah, true. That's true. That's very true. I think the, um, the part when she's like, I've always wanted to do that spell. It's probably like the, one of the coolest moments. Right. <laughs> and like, oh I my God. To, <laughs> I had to gun through um, quite a bit of the slower moments in the movie just to watch it in time and not be too egregiously late for this. But I definitely had to be like, oh, I can't skip this. It's McGonagall being cool. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think one of the other things. This isn't so much from a Harry Potter perspective, but just like in general, like my love for things that are like, you know, fantasy, sci-fi uh, variations of that is the scene showing Voldemort breaking through the magical barrier with the Elder One. Mm. Um, it reminded me, I think it brought out like a nostalgia of a variety of other things that I've watched do similar effects, including actually what I saw much later was uh, Adventure Time. <laughs> um, okay wasn't expecting things. that yeah i wasn't expecting that either but then i was like oh that's really cool um but yeah overall um definitely up there for the nostalgia definitely up there for the uh book to movie transition and overall just a great film on its own in my opinion so what did you get nice. it for rating i also gave it a five five out of five okay yes okay isaiah i gave this movie a uh four out of five i like it it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Um, I think the Battle of Hogwarts. Isaiah like, said he likes something. Red alert. <laughs> the Battle of Hogwarts is probably like the probably like the best thing I've the out of. It was one of my favorite moments out of the entire like franchise. Um, especially like we call when they put up the barrier, and then all the people are like fighting, and then everybody gets together, and you're like, oh crap! Like all these characters from all the the you've seen throughout the whole franchise, they're all here finally, and they're all battling it out, and it's got a lot of. There's a lot of finality to it. I I like the finality to it, and then um the final battle is also freaking great. Um, and if you don't know, the best part of this entire movie is exactly at one hour forty minutes and thirty nine seconds. Do tell. Right, what's at what hour? It's the laugh. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I had a feeling that's what it was. <laughs> so at the at an hour an hour and forty minutes and thirty nine seconds, Voldemort does the laugh, and that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> if you guys don't know what it's the laugh we've been doing this whole season, it's no laugh. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Harry Class. Potter is dead. <laughs> and the boy who lived has come to die. No. Oh. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, I, this is a very solid film. I liked it. The, the story itself was very uh, self-contained. Everything kind of all it had all the story arcs. There was no cliffhangers. There was no like, well, what, what about this? What about that? What happened to this? Um, everything was really had a nice little neat bow on it. So yeah. one of my one of my few complaints is that the Draco Malfoy arc was very lackluster because I was like, I, I can agree on that. A, yeah, that like was going to be one of my points because I was like, I went to the whole movie, like we went to this whole franchise. You're kind of ex- he's supposed to be he's like posed as this, like a side villain, and it never really ends. He just kind of just gets to def- he kind of gets like he gets he gets shitted on like the the and <laughs> every movie, and then this one was like, okay, it happened again. And then they kind of just forget about everything that the Malfoys have ever done. And they're like, oh, yeah, he can return to Hogwarts. He can have a like a whole thing here. Not like he him and his dad caused like the destruction of it or like, you know, helped Voldemort and all that stuff. And they should all probably be on trial. But, you know, they're just not going to talk about that. <laughs> so that was one of my pet peeves. I was like, what? Why? What? <laughs> Dude, you're talking about defeating evil. You're not going to defeat all the you're just going to the main guy. All right. Yeah, I mean, they kind of just dissolve. I mean, it's. I think it follows a trope that you see in a lot of other defeat the evil organization films. Is like you take you cut the head off the snake and then you know you killed the snake. Yeah, um, it was just like I don't know. I just felt like there was no there was no um, retribution. Yeah, there's no retribution. They kind of just like did one of those like forgive and forgets. But it was like one of the, it was a lot of stuff of like yeah that I don't feel like anybody would have been like yeah that's fine. <laughs> like the Ministry of Magic, I felt like would have definitely went after some people, and they kind of just didn't. I, I think it happens off screen more like, but um, if I'm not mistaken, I remember there's some mention of like, aside from obviously we know Bellatrix is killed in the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, so that takes out his like second in command, essentially. Um, and the people who killed like the people who like surrounded Dumbledore, 
not Snape, but the other ones, um, which were the more prominent ones. Their names were like Fenrir Greyback and like the twins and all these other people. Um, I believe they're also killed in the Battle of Hogwarts, but it's not shown because they're not given like, you know, their characters aren't given a, like a, an important name in the film kind of thing. Mm. Um, because it's 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 more like a side character thing, you know, like they're they're not as relevant because they're only given such small parts in the books in general, um, just as being like psychopaths. And I think one of them is also a werewolf, kind of like Lupin. Some of the some of the more prominent members mentioned in the actual organization are killed, while others are kind of just like, well, we don't have to do this anymore. Like Lu- uh, kind of like you notice in the in the scene in the courtyard when they want Malfoy to do something and lucius is kind of just like from you also notice, notice in part one of deathly house he's kind of like a broken man his wife who i found out today was actually the actress in peaky blinders um and she, then i found out that she died in 2021 very sad Helen oh yeah. no Helen mccrory died in 2021 april 20 uh april something um oh. i didn't i found that out yesterday yeah. but in either case yeah like i feel like a, a portion of the death eaters were really doing it because they like needed to protect their family kind of thing even though they also were like racist towards muggles or something kind of like lucius mm. was but like you know a couple of them were following them were following him out of fear more than out of like you know this is what i want to do and i want to be an evil person and not all of them i think were implicated in actually doing you know murders and all these other kinds of things i think they were just part of the organization which would be like a, what do you call it? A RICO trial in that case. And also, um, I, I agree with what Isaiah brought up and where it's like, oh, they're just, you know, they slink away and they're just allowed to come back like everything's normal. And um, that bugged me as well. Um, but to Lewis's credit, um, I think there was a lot that happened off screen. And I cannot remember what exactly happened in the book, but it's I'm pretty sure that it's canon that Narcissa Malfoy, when she goes to check whether or not Harry's alive, knows that he's alive but tells him tells the dark lord that he's dead anyway and harry also brings up to draco in the room of requirement like you knew it was me in the previous film when his face was all goofed up in the malfoy manner draco doesn't exactly deny it um so it's kind of implied that draco and narcissa were doing what they could with the leeway they had to not let Voldemort win, mm-hmm. but similar uh, to Snape being a double agent for yeah, similar to Snape being a double agent and everything. So I, I would imagine that has something to do with it, and that probably came out after the fact to allow them to re-enter society. But I'm, it may be mentioned in the book. I cannot recall. I think it does, but I I don't have my copy anymore. So because hmm. there's like a when they're looking for the fallen people, like you know, like so Hogs and Lupin died in the battle um who the fuck else a couple other people from like the the order of the phoenix were killed in the battle uh george, least, right? who george, george yeah george uh, a couple other people are killed like you know in the in the ensuing battle and i think the way it's this because they didn't really have the chance to do this in the film i don't think because they wouldn't really have the time or the way to like introduce some of these characters as being as important you kind of show them like walking through the castle looking for people and finding like their dead bodies and the rubble and whatnot and finding out they're dead um it, i don't know where i was going with this i forgot i lost my train of thought um i lost my train of thought there we'll just move oh, on no. well anyways best what do you think um i think i'll give it a four and a half out of five um the only reason it being the same thing that isaiah brought up about um draco just kind of i just felt like his he he was really leading up especially in deathly hollows part one i really felt like with him, I feel like it's a kind of like a Kylo Ren situation where it's like good boy turned bad because of his upbringing and stuff. And he has a little bit of good left in him and he's troubled and struggling and kind of like just trying to do whatever he thinks will make other people proud of him. And then he doesn't realize until the end what he's doing is wrong kind of a thing. So I felt like there was going to be this big redemption arc and then like him and Harry would battle it out together and stuff, which it would have been cliche, but that's what I thought they were leading up to. And they could have done it if they had executed it right. Even if that wasn't how it went in the books, you know, I didn't know because I never watched the uh, watched the books. Wow. I did the same thing Ellis did. I never read the books, um, but I think it was really good overall. And I forgot to mention in the last episode that there was a scene in Deathly Hollows part one that I really, really liked that um, I don't think I mentioned where with Bellatrix and Hermione and Bellatrix like carves the 
the word mudblood in her arm. I really liked that whole sequence and whole the whole like um Dobby coming and everything. Like that whole that whole thing. I liked that whole sequence. I forgot to mention that part. But um yeah, I really liked I really liked this one. It was a good it was a good finale. It was emotional. And even though I watched it more recently, you know, I didn't grow up watching these movies, I still was like emotionally attached to the characters. So like seeing certain people die and stuff, I was just like, oh God, this was very like bittersweet where I was like, oh, it's all done. Okay. Yeah, they did a good job nailing in the finality and the gravity of, of you know, the new tone and everything with the character's death. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, four and a half. Well, anything we would, um, any other comments or anything on it? I think Neville should have killed Bellatrix. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been good. Yeah, because I think, well, it was like Ron's mom that ends up killing her. Yeah. Yeah. That was so okay, random. Okay. I'm, we get, I'm not going to lie, though. Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> she could get it any day. Yo, you want to ex- explain that one? Who said, did someone say something? Ron, Molly Weasley. Like, what happened? Molly Weasley. Feel that call. Did you say something, Louis? <laughs> I did not say anything. No. I'm, you I'm said something. Immediately about- backpedals. I have no idea uh, who that was. That's I'm weird. Keeping, I'm that end that is not a blooper <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i don't i didn't say anything all i could say all all i'm gonna say is she was badass in this movie yes that's all okay that's i don't know what you guys heard but that's what i said <laughs> okay this lady right here yep that yes yep, right that, before she takes a life that's a milf that's for sure <laughs> wow <laughs> what wow. all i said was that she's a really strong wizard I don't know. You said she was a milf. What? No, I didn't say that. I would never say something like that. Yes, you did. We're going to keep it in the podcast. I never said anything. Of course you didn't. She's just a strong, empowered woman. That's all. What's her name? What's her name? Mrs. Weasley. Molly. 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 It's Molly. Mm-hmm. Every Beth has a Molly. Ah. Okay. Right. That's what you're getting. Okay. <laughs> Molly <Never mind>. <laughs> well thank you for listening to today's episode <laughs> anyways um <laughs> if you guys are still listening <laughs> after that <laughs> uh follow us on instagram youtube itunes spotify twitter all of them you know where to find us email us your movie suggestions please for our listeners episode um we post every monday morning and thank you ellis for joining us on our last episode of our season thank you for having me it was great it's good times um i think i've scared her off now so i'll (laughs) see you guys we'll see you guys in our grand finale where we make a tier list and we kind of just do an overall recap of the whole season as well as play some games games yeah it's really just it's really just me putting isaiah and lewis to the test and making them battle it's great it's fun it's a pokemon battle Except she's the trainer of both of the people. (laughs) Basically. What is happening in this chat right now? Okay, bye guys. Bye. Celsior. There it is.